Hey guys, welcome to the Wellness Project with Des. Thank you so much for listening today. It is, well, this is going to be airing Thursday, February 18th. Today, because I am a slacker and have been procrastinating on doing this intro and outro so, so much the last uh, two weeks, it is the day before. It is Wednesday, February 17th. I'm looking out the window right now and it's snowing so much. I'm in Denver, Colorado, and we have our heat on and we have hot water and we're totally fine. It's like a minor inconvenience that it's snowing. I worked from home today, so it's been totally fine. And all day today and yesterday, my eyes have just been glued to TikTok. I cannot stop watching all these videos coming out of Texas. I feel so bad. And I feel so helpless and I just like, don't know how to help the people in Texas. It's so sad. And, you know, I'm sitting at home and warm under a blanket with the heat on and there's people literally freezing. There's people dying. A bunch of animals died at the zoo in Texas, lemurs, chimpanzees, exotic birds, people are literally sitting in their cars with their iguanas, their lizards, their snakes. I saw one video of a girl crying because she couldn't heat up her snake. There's somebody that went to Petco because they had power. He went with his bird because his bird was freezing. There's so many farmers that are bringing their farm animals in the house, horses, cows, goats, sheep. They're all in their houses and the houses are cold. Everybody's houses are flooding. All the pipes are bursting. It's just an absolute disaster. So I just feel like just really, really sad today. And just helpless of the situation. My eyes are just glued to my phone all day today and yesterday. I can't look away. It's like, I don't know, like a train wreck that I want to help, but I don't know like what to do. So I've been seeing some posts on Instagram, um, specifically from Rachel Hollis. Um, She posted a bunch of links that you could donate to. So I'm going to check that out. I just literally saw it before I uh, came on to record this intro. So um, go check out her Instagram, Rachel, it's Miss Rachel Hollis, I believe. She has a bunch of links on like how to help and how to donate and, you know, they just need heat and, you know, you wouldn't think that that would be, uh, you know, so hard to ask for. We live in uh, the United States, like why does Texas not have heat? I guess they're just not like built for this kind of weather. Um, so yeah, it's just really, really sad and horrible. And I just, people are literally losing their lives. They're losing their animals. I mean, Texas has a huge stray animal population. They have an insane amount of stray cats and dogs and, you know, they're not, they're not going to survive this. There's no way. I mean, there's people on TikTok posting that they're letting feral cats into their houses. And, you know, I run a cat rescue I know what it's like to deal with feral cats. These feral cats are coming in their houses. You know, feral is not friendly. So, you know, they're putting them in their bathrooms and stuff. So it's, you know, it's just, it's crazy. If you've dealt with feral cats, you know what that is like. It's insane. You know, a whole family died from monoxide poisoning because they were trying to stay warm. It's just, oh my gosh, it's just like so heart-wrenching. So yeah, just been uh, digesting all that today and, and, you know, just really uh, not feeling good about that. So I really hope that Texas gets uh, their heat on soon and the people that their houses are literally flooding, their pipes are bursting, their ceilings are caving in. I hope they have somewhere to go and friends and family that can help. Uh, Yeah, I'm just sending positive vibes. So if there's any way you can help Texas, please do so any way you can.
So anyway, on with today's episode. So I interviewed Devin Grinrod. She's an energy healer. She's a Reiki master. She studied psychology in college and it got her really hooked into that field. So she studies trauma and she's now a trauma-informed yoga instructor. So really, really cool. I'm excited to talk with her today. So let's talk with Devin Grinrod, who founded Spiritually Balanced. Everyone, I'm here today with Devin Grindrod from Spiritually Balanced. Devin, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Desiree. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so excited to talk to you because you are just into all this great healing and trauma-informed practices. So I want to just get right into it. Can you first share with me what is your educational background and what are the many, many titles that you hold currently? So I have a BA in psychology and a graduate certificate in restorative practices, but nobody knows what that means. So restorative practices are when you look at a person who is showing signs of undesirable behavior and you ask them what's going on, like what is happening underneath instead of blaming them. So it's uh, digging a little bit deeper instead of jumping to punishment. That's used a lot in schools and they're starting to use it in the justice system. I am also a Reiki master, a trauma-informed yoga instructor, evidential medium, and vaginal steam facilitator. Kind of all over, and I meld all of that together to do intuitive healing work in whatever way my clients would like. So some want energy work, crystal healing, some want more intuitive guidance, and some are looking to get in touch with their body, which is where the vaginal steaming and the trauma-informed yoga comes in. That's amazing. And how did you get into all of this work? I feel like it just kind of happened. You know, it wasn't, I never thought to myself growing up, like, I want to be a Reiki master and vaginal steam facilitator. And you know, <laughs> if you had told me I would be either, I would have been like, oh, okay, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just one of those things where one thing leads to another. You know, each step of my education brought me to the next. And then, you know, friends introduced me to different practices. It just all happened. And when did this start? I think the first thing would be psychology. And psychology and trauma-informed practices really are at the root and the crux of everything I do. I'm definitely, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist, but I love knowing the why behind behaviors. I, I use those different modalities to, um, to help people discover their power within and empower them to take charge of their own healing journey. And I got into that as I was healing my own stuff. So you know, a lot of the stuff I do are things that I once thought was was stupid and irrelevant. I remember in high school, uh, one of our elective classes was psychology, and I was thinking like, well, that sounds like a fake science. And <laughs> then it was my major. I thought that also about Reiki, and then I had a, um, a session, and a month later, I was a practitioner. That's just, I'm a very skeptical person. I'm a New Yorker. We like to ask questions. Yep, absolutely. I'm a New Yorker <laughs> too, so. <laughs> so you get it, yeah. We're like, absolutely. Not real. <laughs> it's good to be skeptical. It's good, but that's great. You were very open-minded and you looked into these things and found out that they were actually for you. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people get stuck in that and they have that mindset of, oh, that's dumb. This isn't for me. And they're not open to trying new things. Yeah. It's all about trying. Just give it a go. Just the one time. If it's not for you, you don't have to do it ever again. Definitely. I agree. So before all of this, what were you thinking when you were younger that you wanted to do when you were older? So I wanted to be a teacher. That was my goal in life. And I took my first education class and it was in 2000. 
I'm going to date myself now because I'm an older millennium, 2005. Our teacher is going on and on about no child left behind. And I wanted to go into early childhood education. She was talking about, you can't hug the students. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be working with four and five-year-olds. If I can't hug them, what's the point in working with them? Like, Oh yeah, that's impossible. Interaction. Yeah. And at that time I was taking my mandatory psychology 101 class that I was begrudgingly signing up for. The teacher was amazing. One of the best teachers I had in my college career. And I just, in that class, I I knew I needed to know everything I could about psychology. And I was captivated and thought that I could work with um, people in psychology and healing from my own trauma. I felt like being in the mental health field opened up a lot more doors to working with that. Wow. Isn't it amazing what a difference just one teacher can make and kind of shape the direction you go in with your career? Yeah. I mean, I'd wanted to be a teacher since I was probably in preschool. That was the first thing I ever wanted to do with my life. And, you know, that psychology teacher, I knew her for all of four minutes and changed the trajectory of my life. (laughs) That's incredible. That's incredible. (laughs) What does spiritually balanced mean to you? So spiritually balanced means just feeling empowered on all levels and doing the work to be the best person that you can be in the moment on your mind, body, spirit, and energetic level. Okay, great, great. And I think a lot of people would align with that and strive for that. Yeah. So to go back to psychology, what we're finding in the field now is talk therapy is great for certain people in certain situations, but you need to be healing all parts of the self. And I really truly think that there are four parts of being a human. Like I said, the mind, body, spirit, and energetic levels. And when you work on all four of those, and when you use compassion and love into all four of those areas of yourself, you're then able to move forward and to break down more barriers of the trauma that was holding you back. What are some ways that someone would be able to do that healing? Talking specifically about trauma and not being a psychologist, I like to use that as really getting to know what's going on in the body, whether that's physically or energetically, and then working to move that energy. Because whenever we have experiences, they're stored in our body. And if they are difficult experiences to walk through, then our body kind of puts them off in a corner. And we're seeing things like pain and illness come about from repressed trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have read the book, The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk, which if you're into trauma healing at all, that is like my Bible. And he talks about needing to really move the body and understanding that trauma is the crux of so much illness and, you know, in terms of finances, so many paid days off and and mental health and things like that. And it's really a financial burden on our country. Um, He doesn't say things so crassly like that, but he puts it to where if we were to be actively healing this trauma, then we could be moving through it and moving for it. And um, just trying to put it in terms that everybody can relate to. So if you're not touchy-feely, he talks about the finances and and things like that. And it just, it brings it through on all levels. And I just love that book. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. That's so true. It's been on my reading list for quite a long time. And it's my goal to read a lot of books this year. So it's definitely on my list of what to read. I heard Mm -hmm. it's incredible and so true. And I, I always forget the percentage, but it's a ridiculously high number. It's like 90 something percent of drug addictions are linked to trauma. Yeah. When I first started my business, I was teaching yoga and guided meditation in addiction recovery facilities and getting to know, I never read the files on the people I was working with 
um, even though I had access to them, I just felt like that was an intrusion. It was something I didn't need to know about them to work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever somebody would share their story, there was always some sort of childhood trauma in their past. And it was, you know, a lot of people, men specifically, because that was that's predominantly the population I've worked with, um, would talk about you know, not being able to express their emotions. So we have these little boys that we're raising, they go through this traumatic experience and then they're told to suck it up and act like a man and boys don't cry. And so they can't even express what's going on with them. And then they grow up to be teenagers and to be men and they go out in the world and they're supposed to have these romantic relationships with whomever they choose to and open themselves up and be really clear with communication when they've spent their whole life trying to tell somebody the the pain in their heart, but nobody's been able to listen. It's about understanding that we all need to have this space of freedom, that we all need to work through what, what we've gone through. Yeah, that's so true. And it's such a vicious cycle because then these people who were highly traumatized as children go into these relationships and have unhealthy or traumatizing behaviors within the relationship. And it's, it's hard to be in interpersonal relationships when you have that trauma and haven't dealt with it or, or attempted to heal it because a lot of people don't know how to heal their trauma. Yeah. Which is what I love about trauma-informed yoga and energy work, because those are modalities that you don't have to say a word about what happened to you. With trauma-informed yoga, uh, the way I teach it is just feeling into the body. And I like to offer my poses as suggestions, but really encouraging each of my students to move in whatever way their body is asking of them. And as you do that, you'll start to notice different nuances. When I move my body like this, I feel this sensation. When I move my body in this way, um, it hurts or it doesn't feel good. And, and so really getting to know what's going on in your body, being present, going back to the stored emotions and experiences in our body. As you start to move the body, the energy in your subtle bodies are moving. What I mean by subtle bodies are, you know, it could be the aura, it could be meridians, it could be, you know, there's a myriad of uh, subtle bodies that we have. It's our, just our energetic bodies. And as that energy starts moving and flowing, we begin to start overcoming those situations. And you can do so in a way without ever saying a word. Energy healing is much of the same because using Reiki, the simplest way to describe Reiki is a channeling of unconditional love. The Reiki practitioner channels the energy, sends it to the recipient, and it just starts to encompass their aura, their physical body with this unconditional love. And so when you feel that support and that compassion, you can then begin your healing process. I've had Reiki done to me. I've had one Reiki session and I absolutely loved it. It was so many years ago and I've always wanted to go back to do another session. Words, I can't even describe it in words. Like you feel the energy moving. It was such a strange sensation that I've never experienced before. And I think everybody should try it at some point because it really was, it was just an incredible experience and it wasn't like anything else I've experienced. It was very interesting having that with another person that was able to like move my energy in such a way. It was very interesting. I I fully agree with you. I was blown away with my first Reiki session. Again, I went into it thinking it was fake and then I came out knowing it's real. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I was very skeptical. I was like, this is not a thing. This is weird, but Mm -hmm. it was, it was amazing. What are the other types of energy healings that you offer? Reiki is the main one. Uh, I also am a psychic medium. And with that, I've had some training in trance healing, which is a form of mediumship. And what that is, 
for lack of a better explanation, it's like the exorcist, but there's no demons involved. So you're allowing a spirit to uh, take over the movements and the projections of energy in your body. And it's all done through love. It's the most amazing feeling that I've ever felt. Uh, it's just, you know, being fully ensconced in this unconditional love and this beautiful spiritual healing. And it's, you know, having a spirit guide send the healing to the recipient. Oh, wow. And so how does somebody experience that? What are, what are they feeling? The recipient is similar to Reiki. So you'll feel it differently just about every time you have it done. You know, you could see things, you could feel things and, you know, it just, the experience is so unique. There's no real one way to describe it, but it's just, Whenever I've experienced the trans healing, it's always just been this beautiful, light, loving energy where you want to stay there. It's what I imagine if the world was capable of, of fully experiencing unconditional love, like that is what, what it would be. And is that the same as the intuitive energy reading? That's more psychic work. So okay. Psychic and intuitive guidance are the same thing. The only reason why I call it intuitive guidance is because psychic has a bad rep. There's a lot of people. Oh, who are okay. So I'm not sure. Um, so that is pure marketing. It's the same thing. <laughs> gotcha. 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 Okay. And so with these different healings, when would somebody, um, even like the trauma informed yoga or the energy healings, when would somebody start feeling the benefits? Um, is there a certain amount of times you recommend or is it after one time? So it depends what you want to come in for. You can, you'll feel the benefits immediately during the session. People usually feel the Reiki working, um, as you know, almost instantaneously, studies show that you feel the effects of Reiki for up to three days, so up to 72 hours after you've had your session. Okay. And it really depends what you're going to Reiki for. If you're going to help you heal from um, history of trauma, then I would definitely suggest uh, several sessions. If you're just going because you want to practice self-care, a single session, but it's definitely not something that it's not a quick fix, which I don't really believe any true lasting healing ever is. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it's doing that deeper work. It'd be like going to a talk therapist and having one session with them and being like, I have been healed. I have done the work. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Again, depending what is going on with the individual, depending what the situation is, the severity depends on how long that work should go for. But I also have had people who, you know, come in with pain and leave without pain. There are some quick fixes, but I don't know if that pain would be chronically healed or an acute healing for that. Right. And everybody is so different. So it's, it's mm -hmm. definitely hard to tell. Um, Cause yeah, I'm a therapist and some people would want to just come in for like three sessions or one session or something, get something off their chest. And they're <laughs> like, okay, I'm good. It, it definitely depends on the situation for sure. And I think also it's very beneficial to pair these things. I always think that it's great to pair talk therapy as well as different energy healings. I think that helps for people as well. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, I've, wouldn't be where I'm at in as far as living a balanced mentally health life uh, without talk therapy. So I have the utmost respect for that. 
I think these, you know, Reiki and trauma-informed yoga, all of these things are great secondary modalities because as I mentioned before, really getting to that mind, body, spirit, energetic healing, finding your teamwork of practitioners that you can use for that. Absolutely. And something in therapy, I always recommend getting physical, going running, exercising, you know, jogging, going for a walk, yoga, things like that. I mean, the physical aspect is very important as well. Your energy healings and your yoga, are these all things you offer in person or do you offer these virtually as well? Right now I work completely virtually. We'll see what happens this year and in 2022 with with life in our society. The great thing about that is that energy healing knows no distance because you're just tuning into the field of somebody else. It doesn't matter how close or how far you are away from people. I personally, as a practitioner, I prefer the distance healing sessions because I feel like I can get to a deeper level and do much more um, detailed work in that way for whatever reason versus having somebody in person. But I know my recipients, my clients, they typically prefer in person. And I think it's just, you know, going to a spa versus having a massage therapist come to your house, that type of deal. It's an experience. You're leaving your house. You're going into this place with, you know, calm energy and, and whatnot. So it just, it works both ways. Right. Interesting. Okay. And did you go virtual because of COVID or before COVID did you also offer virtual sessions? I've offered virtual sessions the whole time, but I went strictly virtual. Yeah. Last March. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. Coming up on a year already (laughs) quick. It's uh, February in just a few days. It's, it's been a year. It's, it's crazy to think about what a year it's been. (laughs) (laughs) It's been quite a year. So can you talk a little bit about, I saw this on your website and I wanted you to explain this further. Can you Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about harmful conditioning and unlearning? I just think we as a society, there's so many mixed messages we hear for women. It's be whoever you want to be as long as you look this way. And, you know, same thing for men. It's, you know, really stepping into your own and doing that healing work. There's so much unlearning, whether that is messages you were told uh, subconsciously through marketing ploys and commercials or directly through toxic relationships with significant others and caregivers. But when you really, truly take hold of your healing, you'll notice that there is this unlearning, this shedding of uh, these beliefs that you've been telling yourself or that people have been telling you your whole life and just learning to really let go and you know sink into the truth of who you actually are, which is a soul living a human experience. You know, I, I fully believe that humans are inherently loving and caring. You know, when we look at ourselves on the soul level, there's that deeper understanding of what life is, because as humans on this 3D plane, we have all of these emotions and these egos involved, but on the soul level, each and every one of us is so pure and full of love, that unconditional love that I was talking about earlier. And really just at that soul level, we are just that love and that compassion because we see things so differently without the ego attached to that. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. You know, children just come out so pure. And like you said, with the trauma and it just chips away as we get older and older and go through these different traumatic experiences and get conditioned to learn these different things. So yeah, unlearning takes a long time, but it's very important. I think it's a lifelong process because as you unlearn one layer of that belief about yourself, there's another reason why it's still there. Mm -hmm. And so just continuing to do that work of saying, 
okay, well, I want to accept this belief about myself, but I have this negative self-talk and how can I work through that? Definitely. Negative self-talk is huge. That's a huge Mm -hmm. thing that people battle. You also offer, I saw on your website for people to use essential oils. Can you tell me a little bit about that and why you recommend using essential oils? Yeah. So I started using essential oils maybe six or seven years ago and they have really changed the way I've been able to live my life. So I am a person who likes to be around the least amount of toxins. And I make a very big conscious effort to research the products that I use and make sure that they are um, helpful rather than harmful to my body. And essential oils has allowed me to essentially get rid of every single toxic ingredient in my house and replace that. I work with Young Living and all of their oils are organic. Their organic standards supersede that of the USDA. And I just, I fully trust in all their products. And I use their cleaning supplies for my house. I use lavender, putting that in my dryer, replacing dryer sheets. I create an essential oil blend for facial moisturizer. I use them, you know, when I'm anxious, I can, I can put some oils on, I can use lavender and it helps to calm me down. There's stuff that you can use for immune building, everything that saying that people mock like, oh, there's an oil for that, but there really truly is. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, When I was working in the recovery facilities, one of the best parts was I would bring these oil blends based on the subject that we were talking about. And that was everybody's favorite part of the class. You know, I could have just walked in, put some oil on people and left, and they would have been just as happy as me sitting there having that full session with them. Oh, wow. (laughs) Because it's that sense of smell. And and you know this, in our brain, we have the area that holds our sense of smell and our emotions are right next to each other. And so when we have those calming senses of smells, when we're in those moments of heightened anxiety and distress, it really helps to calm our body down. And essential oils in humans have near identical neural systems. So as soon as you put those oils on your skin or you breathe it in through aromatherapy, it starts working almost immediately. And I believe the research says within 90 seconds, it's already infiltrated your full body. Wow. That's very interesting. I didn't know that. That's pretty powerful to use then. I actually just bought one of those um, essential oil bracelets with a little like felt pad that you put the essential oil on. So I've been using that for work. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that's been very nice. And, you know, obviously, um, so I'm at work in person because I work at a middle school and high school. So we have to wear a mask all day. So I'll like slip my mask down a little bit to sniff it when I'm like not near anybody. (laughs) You can make sprays with different oils to help clean your mask. So you're not breathing in the um, bacteria and viruses as you exhale all day. Oh, okay. I'll definitely have to look into that because yeah, I definitely don't wash my mask nearly as much as I need to. (laughs) Nobody does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I use a reusable one because I don't want to be throwing out um, a disposable one. So yeah, I definitely need to clean those more. Yeah, I agree. I know it breaks my heart to see all of those ocean things where, you know, all the masks and gloves and, and things like that are in there. So I think the reusable masks are for sure the way to go. Oh, definitely. I got, oh gosh, I know I've been seeing all the pictures and then everywhere I go, I just see them all over the floor. It's, it's horrible. It's so sad. Yeah. I don't know why we're putting out so many disposable ones. We should really be pushing the reusable ones. I agree. So you say that you also help people to develop their own intuition. How do you do that? Yeah, so that can be either in group classes or one-on-one mentorship sessions. Every single human is wired, if you will, for psychic abilities. 
and up to how open you are as a person to receive that and to step into it. But each and every one of us can do the intuitive guidance sessions, you know, like I offer. It's just that matter of stepping into it, getting that mentorship, getting that proper training and uh, learning the way that your intuition works with your body. So I like to start off my sessions with a sitting in the power, which is very similar to a meditation, but you're connecting up to your higher self. You're connecting up to your spirit guides and your higher power versus um, with the meditations that I help people with are more grounding and being in the body. So when you are sitting in the power and you're connecting up, you are letting the spirit world know that you are open and available for them to communicate with you. So I like to start people off small by really tuning into a decision they have to make. And this could be as simple as, you know, what should I eat next? Or where should I go to college? What job should I put? You know, whatever it is, you can use this on any level. And really tuning in and seeing the different nuances of the feelings that are coming into your body. And, you know, there's these things called, called clear abilities, which is what's believed our sixth sense. And these clear abilities allow you to perceive the spirit world and the energies of people around you more in depth. So most people start off their journey into intuition and psychic abilities through clairsentience, which is a feeling. So it's usually in the stomach or the heart, or you might feel things in different areas of your body. When I'm doing readings for people, I feel a heaviness in my legs. It usually means that they are stuck in some way in their life. The spirit world wants us to get information. They want to be communicating with us. And so they're going to communicate in ways that we would understand. And so really learning to tune into what you're getting um, and going back to those decisions, leaning into the choices and envisioning yourself, you know, we'll go back to food because I love food. So <laughs> if you're deciding between a sandwich and a salad, envision yourself eating that sandwich and how does it feel in your body? What sensations, what emotions are you feeling? And then tune into that salad and see how it would be to eat it. And again, tune into those emotions and start to notice the difference between the two because yeah, you can picture yourself doing them, but what is your body craving? Which option are you being drawn to? And that drawn feeling that like pulling, it sometimes feels like, is your intuition telling you which way to go? And you can use this with any decision that you make, any choice. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm going to try that because I have a very hard time making decisions. And then because I can't make a decision, I procrastinate and I procrastinate and I put it off and then I end up getting stressed out and anxious. So I'm definitely going to try that. That's really interesting. Yeah, I used to be the same way. And then I learned it was just easier to offer up because your intuition, your spirit guides, your higher powers, whatever you believe is on the other side, they want what's best for you. My personal belief is that we all sign a soul contract for major things that happen in our life and, and whatnot. And we want to stay on path with that soul contract, on path with what is best for us. And our spirit guides want to help us there. So they're drawing us to these things, but it's our ego and our fear that get in the way of those messages. They confound those messages with what we perceive to be this logic, which oftentimes is just, it can be a fear-based response. You know, if you want to talk about entrepreneurship versus uh, staying in a traditional nine to five job, going into entrepreneurship, you might feel really drawn to that, but the paid job has a stable salary. Everybody is at different places in their life, but you know, that's kind of one that I talk to people a lot about. Cause I, I, I talk to people who have these ideas and they want to go and do these things and start their own companies, but then they feel limited by their expected life, what people expect them to do next. And it's about breaking free of those expectations, those 
uh, beliefs that we were talking about earlier, conditioned beliefs and making your way in life, really forging your way through. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, especially when it is, I like that you gave that easy example of, you know, a sandwich or a salad that gets people like thinking and, you know, ease into it because those decisions, you know, as they get bigger, it's harder and harder to make a decision, especially like you said, with those societal expectations and expectations of those around us and our families and our loved ones. Definitely. So I didn't realize you offer group sessions as well. What are the group sessions that you offer? Well, what I'm offering is coming up. It's an eight week intuitive work session. So the program is called Wake Your Wild. And it's all about learning to tune into your intuition, learning which way your intuition is working with you and how to understand that it's working with you. And when we understand the way our intuition works with us, we can start communicating with it more, whether you want to go down the path of, you know, becoming a spiritual practitioner and offering readings, or you want to use this in your personal life. I think having access to our intuition is beneficial no matter who you are and what you do. It can help you if you're in a business meeting, feeling the energy of somebody who is selling you something and usually there's something off about them. Like, don't work with them. Same if you're on a date with somebody and it just really doesn't feel right, then don't be with them. Because if you know the way that your intuition is working with you, you'll know how it feels when you're in alignment and you know how it feels when somebody's trying to pull you away from your alignment. You know, having that ability and that empowerment can really help with, you know, shaping the way that you see the world and uh, shaping the way that you believe yourself. Because when you can trust implicitly on your ability to understand what is beneficial for you and what might not be the best choice, then you are in charge of your life and you are in charge of your thoughts and your beliefs and um, you create your own expectations for yourself. Wow. That sounds like an incredible opportunity for people. So you said it's an eight week workshop. Yes. And is it once a week live or how does it work? Uh, it's twice a week live, but if you can't make it to lives, there's always recording because you know, life mm -hmm. uh, and once a week we'll be having workshops. So it's essentially, it's a metaphysical 101 course. So there'll be uh, seven workshops about different areas of the metaphysical world. We'll talk about crystals, essential oils, different techniques. I have my friend coming in to do a mediumship uh, demonstration and uh, there's going to be a shamanism course. And then the second day that we'll meet in the week is all about your intuition. And we'll be sitting in the power doing different um, intuitive exercises. You'll be um, doing intuitive exercises with yourself and learning how to read the energy of other people. And I think, you know, reading the energy of people has been probably one of the most beneficial life skills that I've had because now I can just be like, er, nope, relationship done. Don't want to talk to you anymore. Or like, yeah, I love your energy. Let's continue this. Yes. Yes. That's extremely valuable. Wow. That sounds like a great eight week course. That sounds very valuable for sure. That's awesome. And when does it start? You said starting next week. So February 2nd. Okay, great. Great. But and it's open until February 13th. Okay. And I saw that's all on your website, right? Okay, great. Oh, that's awesome. And so your trauma-informed yoga, are those regular sessions or are those um, something that people sign up for? Post-March 2020 have been uh, private virtual sessions. I used to offer in-studio sessions with them, but it's just the life we live now is more virtual. <laughs> right. Okay. So people would contact you to set that up. It's not like same day, same time, every week kind of thing. Correct. Okay, great, great. Where can everybody find you? Because I know you just started a TikTok as well. I'm following you now, so I love that. So where where can everybody find you? Yeah, so I'm on TikTok and Instagram, and my name is Spiritually Balanced there. 
I have a Facebook group called Womb and Wellness, and my website is spirituallybalanced.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Devin, thank you so much. This was so great. I learned so much. I didn't know about all these different energy healings and things like that. And the difference between trauma informed yoga and regular yoga. So that was really interesting to learn. Thank you so much. Is there anything we didn't cover that you want to talk about? Yeah, I just want to mention real quick, I am working with a group of women to create a summit that we're going to hold this summer on June 21st through the 25th. And it's called the Divine Self Summit. And it's going to be a five-day experience where we talk about mind, body, spirit, relationship with abundance, and the importance of community. And we'll have 25 speakers who are experts in their field. And it's just, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait for that to start. Wow. That sounds incredible. And where will that be hosted? Will that be on Zoom or is it going to be like live streamed somewhere? Yep. That'll be virtual. So if you sign up, you'll have access to our private Facebook group. Um, We're about to start our early bird special. So if you sign up during the early bird period, you'll get a discount on the ticket and you'll also be entered into a drawing. So each of the 25 experts are offering one free session. Um, So we'll have 25 people getting free sessions if they've signed up for um, the waiting list. I think tickets are going to go on sale in March. Awesome. Wow. That sounds really, really cool. I'll have to check that out. Well, Devin, thank you so much. This was, it was so great talking to you. Yeah. Thank you so much, Desiree. This is great. Thank you so much, Devin. That was awesome talking to you. And I learned so much because honestly, I don't know that much about energy healing. So that was really, really cool to learn new things and to talk to Devin and have her explain those kind of things to me. I hope you learned a lot. I hope you learned as much as I did, or maybe you're more familiar with energy healing than me. So I can't wait to look into these things more. Very, very cool. And go check out Devin's TikTok her Instagram, her website, all of her links are in the show notes. So definitely check that out. And I just have to say, so funny. So I was actually very nervous to interview Devin that day that I interviewed her because I was not feeling good at all. I felt so crappy. I have endometriosis. So I'm usually sick the day before, the day of, or the day after I get my period. And so that was the day that I didn't feel good. I didn't want to reschedule because I had been trying to talk to Devin for so long and just things weren't working out and I was so looking forward to it. So I just powered through, but I was nervous because my energy was really low and I wasn't feeling good. And I just felt like I wasn't hundred percent myself and not that the interview wasn't good, but I just like, didn't bring my best self. And I was nervous that Devin was going to be able to read my energy and see that my energy was off. So I was a little nervous during the interview. But she assured me afterwards that she doesn't read people's energy without their permission, but I didn't know that till after. But that's kind of funny that I was kind of paranoid about that during the interview. I was like, have good energy. Don't let her know you have bad energy. (laughs) So this is kind of funny. So thank you so much, Devin, for talking to me today. And I hope my energy wasn't that bad. And I hope you enjoyed the interview. I love talking to Devin. Definitely check out my Facebook group because Devin is going to do a mindful Monday in my Facebook group soon. So definitely check that out. Go to her Instagram. She has meditations and things like that. So cool. All right. I will talk to you guys in two weeks. And by the way, definitely join my email list. The link is in the show notes because I've been putting out content every single week and it just kind of dives deeper than I do in my Facebook group. And I don't really post that much on Instagram. So while I post every day, 
in my Facebook group. It's more like not surface level stuff, but I definitely go deeper in my emails to like journaling, self-discovery, that kind of stuff, um, kind of intense things. So right now I'm doing four weeks of loving yourself. So that's been every Sunday this month. So if you miss the first two and you want them, let me know and I will email them to you because I still have those emails that I could forward to you. So just uh, message me or whatever. You can message me on Facebook or Instagram, however you can email me. So yeah, if you want to join my email list to get all of that content, it's really, uh, it's been really good. I've been enjoying doing it. I just got my email list started. So that's been great. The link is in the show notes. And again, I hope that things uh, go better for Texas soon. I hope that they get heat. I'm sending you guys positive vibes. And uh, right after this, I'm going to go back on TikTok and look at other people's videos that will uh, make me cry. So I'm going to go do that. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy your day.